Bacchus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I, I was committed there, yes. Um, uh, I'd probably be the head coach at OU. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, that's probably what would have happened. But I'm, but I'm in a great shape here. I don't have to. I don't have to listen to all that down there. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's just a matter of fact. Oh, yeah, if I stay committed to OU, I'd be the head coach there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'd be talking about eight at quarterback and 17 can't catch anything on the road. Uh, zero's <laughs> having a nice year. Nine's a nice player. Got to run his routes better. Uh, 28 doesn't care where he lines up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just a matter of fact. Mike, I didn't. I didn't realize Mike Gundy was committed to OU for a very short yep. time. But uh, I, I was committed there. Yes, um, uh, I'd probably be the head coach at OU. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, that's probably what would have happened. <laughs> he, he didn't like smile or smirk or anything. He looked like that serious. That's great. But I'm happy here. I don't have to deal with any of that down there. So. Uh, you would uh, li- listen to this one from the day. I, okay. I combined two uh, two audio clips. He was uh, having some fun at the 1980 uh, Oklahoma Sooners team's expense. Jeez. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Mike Gundy would later say in the press conference, I've, I've watched him like one half the first game. That's all I've watched him. I've had other stuff going on, haven't been able to watch him. So. Well, he hadn't missed anything. Uh, speaking of NIL, how about the new NIL announcement? Big deal, no big deal, well, I mean, meaningful. It's, it's ambitious. They're trying to raise, what, $3 million in 30, in 30 days? Yeah. I think is what the release said. Um, they're just trying to get all the cash together for David Hicks when he comes into town this weekend. Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it's for. Don't – well, I, I do know what it's for, but I guess I, don't, I can't s- – <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to allocate it once they, they get it. Let me say that. Um, I mean, it's it's ambitious, but it's not that ambitious, you know? Three it's million really in not. 30 days from a, yeah. from a pissed-off fan base you don't think is ambitious? I think it's well, a little ambitious. The, the timing stinks, you know, but I, what's the deal? I Here's the thing, man. If if, and I'm not saying that every fan is is out there complaining like crazy. I'm not saying that, but if if you're constantly saying we need better players, well, here's your opportunity. Put your money where your mouth is. 
Or do you want someone else to do it? A&M. Just go three and seven and still uh, take all the five-star players. Yeah. I mean, it's – if everyone agrees that it's something we have to do, like, I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah. This is your opportunity to make a difference. Good point, so, text line. You're only looking to raise about a, uh, a million and a half. They have a matching donor that's going right. to, like, double everything that's donated. So, yeah, I mean, technically – if they do raise $3 million from the fans, they'll get $6 million out of it. Right. What well, was like. it they, they said in the release, like, it's a $25 subscription, and they're asking, like, a $25 subscription from, like, 4,500 people? Yeah, there's actually like uh, – there, there is a $25 subscription, and I, I think in the release they did reference that one. But there's other subscription levels past the $25, right. what I saw. Yeah. So if you want to give more than $25, then, well, you are able to. They will take your money. Right. So, I mean, it, it's it's something that absolutely has to happen if you if you want to be able to compete in the future. Like, I don't know what the landscape looks like in a year or two years or three years. Like, it, 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 will some of this stuff change? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But in the meantime, yeah, you just have to play the game. That's how it is. I, we can either choose to play the game or get left behind. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I haven't liked it from the beginning. But unfortunately, it's just you gotta play it's the how game. things are now. Yeah. You just have you got, to do it. You got to. Sure. Now, you, you don't have to go A&M's method, which is just to throw stupid money out, or Miami's method with, uh, what is it, Ruiz is his name. Right. But you, you, you've got to play the game to, to a certain extent. Mean. You've got to have – you can't outbid everyone, but you've got to have – you've got to have something to offer, you know? I I think there's a chance that that guys will, will go to the place that they feel suits them best, that gives them the best opportunity to put themselves forward, and uh, maybe they'll take less, you know, in NIL to do that. But there will be guys that just straight up go to the highest bidder. And I can you fault them for that? Not really. And I'll watch it every single uh, you know week on SportsCenter and on Twitter about how this free agent went to this place and that free agent went to that place. And it's actually rare that people take less money for a better situation. I mean, it, typically you just take the cash, right? Yeah. Uh, when do we donate, says Chris from Edmond. I'll be one of the 4,500. CrimsonCreamCollective.com is where you go. Has, did it go uh, live already? Yeah. Yeah, I tweeted okay. out the link to it on our uh, on our ref Twitter page. There you go. Ryan Broyles is, like, backing it. Jeremiah Hall is backing it. Tim Heskett, my first ever favorite OU basketball player. Is I don't know if like backing it is the right word. Uh, it's like on the advisory board, I guess is what it is. Broyles, Jeremiah Hall, Tim Heskett, uh, Destiny Martinez, Whitney Jones, Ryan Spangler is also on there, and Jackson yeah. Yules to name a few. Nice. Ryan Spangler, the rebound wrangler. So glad to see him on the advisory board of the CrimsonCreamCollective.com. Are you going to donate? What what uh, what level are you going to donate to? As we just lost Teddy from the Newcastle Casino, maybe we could get him in the uh, 
$500 range or something like that. But, yeah, seriously, if you're interested in donating to the Crimson and Cream NIL Collective, the the ref, our Twitter page, at KREF Sports, uh, just scroll down past the Mike Gundy tweets, and you're going to see the uh, the link to subscribe and go check that out. But you're going to have to get past the Mike nice. Gundy tweets first. I don't With what he said today, I don't know if anyone can just scroll past that just so easily. People on the text line are, right. are pissed. Ask him what happened with right. Hartley Dykes, what type of plan that he was on. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought whenever I disconnected there. I don't even know if you heard me. but No. Yeah, it, it's just something that that has to happen. You know, it, it's just it's, it's how it's going to go. And in the meantime, until things change – we got to get on board if if you want to be able to have at least have a chance at the best recruits and the best transfer portal guys. Uh, beginning of the season, I thought Mims could be a first round pick, possibly, but I'm thinking he might be back. You know who's struggling as well is Xavier Worthy. People were saying that he is a top five receiver. Um, we'll we'll get to the mess that was Texas on Saturday. I would like to say a big fat I told you so about Quinn Ewers, but again, we got time the show to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin Mims is a mystery. He His play on the road is um, one of the more puzzling things, I think, right now about this team, and it's just catching wide-open touchdown passes. I, I don't know if he has an injury or what's going on with him, but who was once considered the best player on this football team, he was um, as average as average could be on Saturday. In fact, I mean, dropping that wide-open touchdown pass was, was bad. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. I mean, it, it was a, a perfect throw. Perfect throw, easy walk-in touchdown. I, you know, even the, the, what, the bubble pass that he dropped was easy catch. I say easy. I guess nothing is easy, but, you know, it's not going to get easier than that in in this game. And we we just – we've talked about this. I'm not breaking any news. We just are not good enough to leave easy layup touchdowns out there and win football games. We're just not. Nope. No, we left no far from it. Two of them. We left two of them out there in this game and it's just well how many points the past two weeks for an offense that we were really bragging about at one point this year and there was reason to brag about this offense by by the numbers and their performance when Gabriel was healthy there were a lot of points this year where the offense was really good but if you want to talk about this team regressing down the stretch the offense has significantly regressed and the amount of points that they've left on the field the past two weeks is staggering, man. Three touchdowns at least were left on the field last week, and how many points did they leave on the field against Baylor two weeks ago? <sighs> Definitely, plenty. A field, yeah, plenty. A field goal right before half that was very costly. Three turnovers as well. This offense is a, a shell of itself, and I do not know why that's the case. And it makes no sense to like they're they're playing very poorly right now, but they're running the ball well. How are yeah. they playing this poorly? When Eric Gray just had his best game in an OU uniform. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. You outrushed him. You had a guy go for over 200 yards. You won the turnover battle 2-0. to zero. Still lost. 
It's still lost. To a bad team that didn't play their best game. Yep. I don't know how it happens. I, I don't know. And I like one of my big frustrations is like everyone like pulling out the knives going after Coach Venables. And to to a certain extent, I I understand. I mean this is this is big boy football, right? It's a results driven business. But I is there no personal responsibility at all anymore that falls on the players hands to make plays that are right there in front of them to make should be we just mentioned one i mean you think coach venables doesn't have his wide receivers catching footballs i you know what i'm saying do you like what do we think they're doing up there I, how do we how do we not put any onus at all on players to perform when they're asked to? It all goes back to the coach. Well, I mean, I understand that the buck stops here, and that's the that's the view that you have to have whenever you're the person that's that's over the top of all of it. But my goodness, like, can't we at some point, I right, just look a little bit at the whole situation and say, huh, well, it's pretty shocking how almost across the board we have guys missing on wide-open opportunities to make plays, offensively, defensively, and special teams. I mean, do you have to hold their hand? Does it have to be like a Little League game? You remember whenever the coaches could come out on the field with you? how it made everyone feel so much better and nice and warm and fuzzy that we're going to get lined up and run the play okay. Is that what we have to do now? It's like we, we've, we've taken all the responsibility away from these kids, and what are we left with? We're left with guys that refuse to go out on their own and make a decision to make a play. It's actually not a bad idea. They do it the spring game. Can they do that on the fourth and one so they don't move in the fourth and one is now a fourth and six? No, you got to hold the hand and walk out there and say, listen, I know all the coaches are screaming it from the sideline and giving the sign to watch the ball, watch the hard count here. We don't want to give them anything free. Uh, but you need, to, you need to have someone out there standing next to them to tell them that so you don't give away free plays. Uh, let's get to the text line before we hit a break. Mike Gundy, head coach at Oklahoma. I wonder if he got that info slash intel from OAN. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably we, we got probably. one we got one text that says drake stoops is hands down the most reliable player on the team and a one right below it that says why isn't drake stoops getting the ball more do the coaches not like him i remember a particular drive they threw it to him like three consecutive times to yeah. start the drive you remember that yeah drake stoops had what four catches out there i mean he's drake does what he's asked to do Time in, time out, without question, always. Blocks his tail off in, you know, in the in the bubble game and in the running game. And, you know, hauls in tough catches, gets first downs, gets tough yardage whenever they give it to him. I you know, that's I don't, Drake Stoops, I don't know does he need the to get the ball more, get more touches? I don't know. Possibly, maybe. We just need our star players to make the plays that they're supposed to make. Yeah. 
If OU wins Bedlam, Mike Gundy is on the record saying he hasn't watched OU film. Not a good look. Well, it is Monday, but he did say it. I apologize. I just I'm doing other going. things. I'm laying. We're laying down winter wheat right now out of the farm, and uh, you know we had a we had a heifer that you know just has been having issue after issue. So hell, guys, they're a five and five team. What do we need to see? I mean, come on, <laughs> what's there to look at, guys? Well, we, we just want to get them to fourth and one, so they'll jump. It'll be a fourth and six. Bad at the line of scrimmage. Turnover on downs. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm looking at my uh, drive sheet from Saturday that I was writing, and oh. I have WAO written down like three times in the first half. And then I look, and it's just 12 to 6 at halftime. Yep. Should have been 26 to 6 at least at halftime. Nip, 12 to 6. What's WAO? Wide ass open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I thought you've heard of that one before. Yeah, I did. I just you I'm, wanted me to say it out loud. Gotcha. That and I'm I'm running slow today. <laughs> Processors just you know, it's not working. Um, shall we hit a break and come back and get to the text line? Uh, yes, because the Mike Gundy slander is uh, been been it's pretty thick right now. I'm yeah. here for it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Newcastle Casino today. I'm at the Front Row Sports Bar. They've got happy hour every day from three to six. Got great drink deals going here, plus other great promotions going on throughout the casino. Come see us here at Newcastle. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. When you want the job done right, you need dependable construction. Uh, when you do things, you know, the right way. So, um, hate it for our guys, um, but again, it's just, uh, there's just too much bad football there. And again, uh, you know, we got to be able to make a play. This is a game of performance. This is a game of execution. Uh, in November, it's a player's game, and, and we got to do a better job at helping them and uh, getting them into play with better, again, discipline and technique. And uh, you know, some, some for some reason, you know, opponents are able to execute in those situations, and we're not. Again, that's three games where we come down to the last drive of the game, and uh, we're on the wrong side of it. Yep, there's Brent Venables after the game on Saturday. Clearly disappointed the way that his team played. Interesting comment. I'll probably run it later on this hour. Um, Maybe we need to be – I'm definitely paraphrasing here. Maybe we need to be a little bit more pissed off moving forward about the way that we play, which I think sends a little bit of a message. Or there's a message being sent there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What what, You tell me, like, at this point in the year – uh, how can you send a message to a team? That's oh, five I, and okay, five? And, and that's that's fair. I, I have, yeah. If it hasn't been received by now, then sure, I I, I definitely hear that. 
But still, at the same time, he's right. If no, they're not I, getting yes. pissed off and embarrassed, like, how are you? I was embarrassed Saturday. I know there was a lot of OU fans that were embarrassed and ashamed. Like, I would hope they are, and if they aren't, how, how could you not be? Like, at what point, what has to happen for you not don't want to get off the mat a little bit and have a little respect for yourself or the team? I don't know. Just a quick little recap of how the first half went for everyone to get caught oh, up. Great. Uh, OU receives the ball, uh, and we miss a 54-yard field goal. Looked like a very promising drive, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then we stall. Miss a 54-yard field goal. West Virginia takes over, at the, takes over at their own 37-yard line. We end up getting an interception. Stutzman. Danny Stutzman, yep. interception. We respond by a three-and-out punt yep. after an interception. West Virginia gets the ball. We force a punt. We get the ball. We have to punt. Then we force a three-and-out. Which, by the way, there was a weird, like, miss down on the TV broadcast. Uh, and I know that you didn't experience yeah. that in the radio booth, but the I, I thought that OU, like, they, they went for it on the fourth and long and didn't miss it. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you going for on, like, a fourth and six? The TV broadcast just messed up. That uh, was weird. Sorry. Continue. No. So, um, after our interception, we got a three and out. And then two teams exchanged punts. West Virginia's got the ball in their own 25. We force a three and out. Um, so we get the ball on our 40-yard line, three and out. Okay? Then West Virginia takes over, and we force another punt. Okay? So, so far it's gone for our defense. Interception, punt, punt, punt. Now, our offense gets the ball. This is their fifth possession. And they go down and kick a 32-yard field goal. So we're up 3-0. Defense forces a fumble. Jordan Kelly recovers. How do we respond? Again, for like the third game in a row when the defense does something good. Force a turnover. Offense. Turnover on downs. Right? Yeah. Then we force, after we turn it over on downs, the defense forces another punt, and we finally go down, score a touchdown to take a 10-0 lead, and then what happens after we take a 10-0 oh, lead? Oh, big kickoff return that totally changed the uh, totally changed yep. the rest of the half. Big kickoff return out to midfield, near midfield, to the 47-yard line, and totally changes everything right before half. They get an easy drive and, you know, score a touchdown. We we don't get anything done on our – we had, a, I don't know, a minute or so to try and possibly create something. Didn't do it. And that's, that's halftime. Like, that is – you force two turnovers. And I, I have the numbers. Like, they had – the defense was on the field for seven drives. I tweeted this out at halftime. Six stops, two turnovers, two sacks, and six points allowed. And I was saying, like, and they scored on a two-point conversion. Yeah, and I was like, I will take that. Let's go. And of course, some people were, their offense is terrible. What are you talking about? Like, God, can you not see the point here? Terrible. Yeah, it's like, geez, are you you guys really going to complain about six stops, two turnovers, two sacks, and six points allowed in the first half? It's beside the point. But the defense, like, they played 
they played well enough to win on Saturday. Right. 100%. They weren't great and, or perfect, but they played well enough to win. It, here's the other thing, and I know they gave up a – they gave up a – that long drive to end it, right? And it was frustrating for all of us to watch that whole thing unfold. You know how long they were on the field? They were on the field 37 minutes compared to the offense 22. Yep. 15 minute time of possession, time of possession discrepancy between the two teams. I mean, we just well, th- just flat th- out their, in, their inability to play complementary football is amazing to me. Yeah, the defense gave the offense every opportunity to honestly put that game away in the first half. Should have been a twenty-point yep. game at halftime. It they they just can't play complementary football. It's it's just like they may get one side of the ball that's playing well for thirty minutes. The defense in the first half, the offense had maybe one of its worst halves of the entire season. It's just really weird. They can't find it. No. No, no. Uh, text line, by the way. Tyler, I did a call sheet, and every fourth line has a WTF on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Gundy is a dingleberry. Uh, on a good note, saw some good stuff from RSJ. Yeah. Uh, if Gundy He's was tough, our, man. He'll come hit you now. Yeah. If Gundy was our coach, we'd have to hear that dang turkey at every press conference. I'm loving your Gundy impersonations. Please keep them coming. What do you think we're going to do the rest of the week? Try to get through it. That's all we've got for the rest of the year, honestly. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's 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 beyond frustrating, and I I I don't know. Don't even know where to go with it. Like, like the defense gets all of the criticism right now, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve criticism. They do, but that's not fair. I, They're getting all of it. That's uh, wrong. Like, no one else is helping them out. Special teams, kickoff to the fifty, and gave up a fake punt right whenever they force stops or turnovers like nothing happens from it two turnovers we get a punt and a turnover on downs you know it's just i don't know man i watched the paul feinbaum show now that we're going to the sec and today i'm wondering what percentage of his callers are drunk the same percentage of our textures that are drunk around 75 (laughs) percent I don't, I who knows I I um I don't know I've never other than you playing a soundbite never heard one second of his show. There's not so much. I, I mean it's it's, it's a really caller driven show where it's kind of like I'll give a hot take about the Big Twelve sucking. Let's open up the phone lines and let uh, some lady from Alabama go crazy. That's that's kind of right. it. If you're not interested in that, well, you're not missing all that much. Which, Not which, at all interested in that. To uh, to tie the two subjects together before we hit a break, Paul Feinbaum and Mike Gundy. Gundy was asked today if he was surprised that Bedlam was a 6.30 kick, and he basically said, um, well, I think they did it just to troll Feinbaum. I mean, he said this game didn't matter before the year started, which I thought was pretty good. He was on one well, today, man. Wow. I... Well, is he trying to prove Feinbaum correct in saying that this game didn't matter before the season? I mean, here we are. 
I guess it matters for Oklahoma State. They can technically still make it, can't they? The Big 12 championship game? Yeah. Are they, uh, yeah, I'm sure they're still mathematically involved in it. They probably need some things to happen. They're 4-3. and three. TCU's 7-0. and oh. Kansas State's 5-2. and two. Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas are all 4-3. and three. So, Tell- Oklahoma State has the – did they beat Baylor? OSU, yeah. They beat them in Waco. Yeah. The, the same day OU got destroyed by TCU. Yeah, so Oklahoma State has the – head-to-head over both Baylor and, and and Texas. So I guess they're still in it. They're rooting for, what, Kansas and who's K-State play the They're at West Virginia, and tell me what you think about this. I think that's my lock of the week. Kansas State is only a seven-and-a-half-point seven favorite. Um, if West Virginia tries to play Garrett Green again, which they're going to because he won them the game last week, I think K, K-State goes out there and absolutely destroys West Virginia. Well, I don't know. Are they going to play Will Howard or Adrian Martinez? They don't have a choice now. They got to play Will Howard. Okay. Well, if they play Will Howard, then I I I take Kansas State to win that game, anyways. But you know, Kansas State still throws out these these weird like they should have beat. I cannot believe they did what they did to Baylor, but they lost to. Texas in the in the manner that they did. Well, they didn't play the right quarterback. That's why. I know. Finally put well, in the guy that we've been making fun of for two years, yeah. and he shines. No, I, I, I say that, and it'll probably be my locker of the week just because I fully expect West Virginia just beat OU, and they're going to look like absolute garbage in their last two games and get beat down to make this lo- loss look even worse, which it already oh, yeah. looks pretty bad. Worst team in the league. Maybe you're the worst team in the league now. I don't know. But I feel like the next two weeks this loss will look even worse. Yeah, well, we definitely, um, we definitely during big stretches do make a case for the worst team in the league. You know, I, I cannot believe we're we're where we are right now. Five and five. It's just it's it's simply amazing. I I, I know everyone realizes it, but I don't know if everyone really realizes how close you are to not making a bowl game this year. I know. I mean, Teddy, it is. If you don't win this week, I don't think they're going to go out to Lubbock and win. You, I mean, you are flirting dangerously with going five and seven—a complete disaster. Yeah. And and this is like the like what's what's happened this year is basically what we were all saying was wrong with last year when we were nine and zero, right? We were nine and zero, but like. Only a couple of these things that have happened to us so far this year. I last year, if if those things like they just kind of went the other way last year. Yeah, you know the West Virginia game where they've snapped the ball over their head right there whenever they're going in to to win the football game. Uh, you know the Kansas State game, tight. Kansas, uh, Texas, Kansas game, uh, just all of them. And this year we, <laughs> you know, we found a way to not make those plays. Or last year the other team didn't make them. And like, Lincoln Riley was right whenever he was saying how close we were, but he was wrong in the he, he was right in the wrong direction. We were close to being you know a four loss team last year, so. But again, that doesn't matter. No one cares about that right now, which 
is the right way to look at it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Hey, Sooner Nation, Coach Venables here. If you're in a severe crash, you're nearly 60% more likely to survive if you're buckled up. The team needs you cheering on at every game. So buckle your seatbelt because safety, well, it's not just about you. The world is full of somewheres waiting for someone just like you. So go see yours at 154 National Forests and 20 Grasslands. And to learn more, visit nationalforest.org. The National Forest Foundation. See your somewhere. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Um, I am really enjoying this. Mm. Do you know how many quarterbacks have a higher quarterback rating than Tua Tungavailoa? I'm sure Geno Smith did going into yesterday. I don't know if that changed after that loss to the Bucks. I'm going to guess three quarterbacks in the league. Nobody. Oh, nice. He's the number one rated quarterback by far. Do you know how many quarterbacks have more touchdowns and less interceptions than Tua? Nobody. That's right. You know who has a higher completion? Or how many quarterbacks have a higher completion percentage? Nobody. One, no. Geno Smith. Mm. Yards per game, only two guys, Josh Allen and Mahomes. Um, yards per attempt? Or per completion, nobody. Number one by a long shot. He, dude, he is having an incredible year. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins right now with the uh, seven and three record. How about that? Yeah, They're we thought he watch, may man. never play again. Uh, a little over a month ago, remember that yeah. situation. Well, and a lot of people were calling for him to never play again before the season ever started. Right? Um, pretty. Uh, pretty amazing the the run that he's on right now and it's a lot of fun to watch uh college football tyler alabama looks like they were about to lose another tough one on the road but somehow find a way to win that game against old miss that was that was pretty impressive comeback big time football game lane kiffin called it a uh, massive missed opportunity and it was yeah. for Ole Miss, man. Even though Bama's down and already has a two, already has two losses, uh, that would have been a huge win for Ole Miss. That was a swing and a miss. Like, yeah. they, it felt like were they up like ten nothing early in that game? I think like so. doing the post game show and looking over, saying, "Dang, Ole Miss is up ten nothing." Okay. Yep, yep. They were taking it to them early, and Alabama uh, continued to to scrap and claw and fight their way back. And you know, here's the thing: they have they've played three top 10 opponents on the road out of their last four games. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it is wild. That's tough. That is, that's, that's tough. And um, had they lost that one to Ole Miss, people would be calling for Saban's head right now, which some people are already saying that he's lost it. But I think they're, uh, they're doing way better in Alabama than what people are leading you to believe. Um, the last one is I love great catches. Did you see that catch, the kid from Notre catches. Dame? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, did you see that catch the kid from Notre Dame made behind the back? 
no the defender. Was it oh, was, was it better than Marvin Harrison Jr.'s catch for Ohio State on Saturday? Uh, I don't know if you saw that one, but that was a I catch. Think I, I think I did. Well, the Notre Dame one was – I've only seen this one other time. He's got a defender right in his face, and he reaches around his body and catches the ball uh, behind the defender's body and then pulls it back around. It was awesome. It was a, an amazing play, but um, that's all I got. All right, I got a few. I, uh, I think I can repeat this. If not, hmm. my bad. Sorry. Anyway. I was at a Norman Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting today. Yeah. Spoke on behalf of the ref, which was awesome. Everyone nice. there was really nice. Anyway, they uh, they had a team there that they have gone to three different SEC towns on a yeah. football game day to kind of, like, see how their town, like, like towns that are comparable to Norman. Sure. So they did Fayetteville, Arkansas, Lexington, Kentucky, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Let's see how we match up as a football town compared to theirs, just to kind of scout and see before you go to the league. You know, there, there were a few things that I took away from their trips to those three places, but one thing in particular, the SEC impact on these SEC towns. Now, they were guesstimating that, like, the economic impact, the money that's brought in to Norman for a Big 12 home game is around $11 million, give or take, somewhere around that range. For one game? For, 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 like a, yeah. for like a one Big 12 home game in Norman, yeah. Right. So I guess they uh, presented that number to the Tuscaloosa Chamber of Commerce or like a, a guy that you know, heads that whatever, and I guess he kind of laughed and said, ooh, like we get around $33 million for an SEC home game here. Yeah. $11 million compared to $33 million? Mm-hmm. That is massive, huge. Well, yeah, and that's wild. And I was actually talking to someone recently that was on that that committee that took those trips, and like one of the massive glaring problems is, and I guess it's not necessarily, I mean, it's just a reality is hotel rooms in Norman were like vastly under, yeah. Um, like we, we just don't have anywhere near the hotel rooms. Now, Oklahoma City can kind of make up for that, but you're not necessarily getting the impact, are you, in your own uh, in your own university town? So that's kind of – Sounds like those SEC schools uh, put a big tax on things as well that comes back into the community for some of those hotel tax. I bet. Oh, buddy. Ooh. I bet. Uh, RV parks, um, like multi-purpose housing and stuff like that, there's – They've got a lot of resources there, and we'll get there eventually. But we got to put a football team together that people want to come see play, sure. you know. And 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 that's that's going to be the the biggest thing. But yeah, I mean, it's just like it's just like a lot of other things that we've talked about. And not to get stuck on this topic, but like we're behind in a lot of things that we've got to get caught up on. Yeah. Uh, by the way, bowl projections, Jerry Palm, OU Wisconsin, and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. I know. you got to yeah. win another game to be bowl let's eligible, but let's go. Brett McMurphy has OU and Arizona in the Liberty Bowl. I thought that was an SEC tie-in bowl, and I'm pretty sure that it is. I don't know where he got OU and Arizona, but okay. That doesn't I don't really know, do it for me. I don't. Maybe he meant <laughs> Arkansas. He surely meant Arkansas. Had to have. I don't know if he did or not, but – does Arizona even have enough wins to go to a bowl game? I need to check that. They're four and six, um, and they got Washington State and Arizona State left. 
but uh, they're actually right now Arizona. <laughs> their offense has really started to come together. Oh, great! With this new quarterback that they got. Great. Well, they you know, remember they lost at Washington, who just beat Oregon. They lost to them forty nine thirty nine. They lost to number ten USC forty five thirty seven. Um, they just beat UCLA 34-28. UCLA is a good football team. Like Arizona's kind of getting it together here in the back half of the season. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to hear. <laughs> By the way, like the um, the first is it the first responder bowl? I think is that the one they play at TCU? The first responder bowl. Yeah, that technically is a Big Twelve bowl well, tie-in. Do they play it there or the the Cotton? Don't they play it at the Cotton Bowl? There's a bowl game that they play at TCU. Maybe and they I feel yeah, like it's, it's the first responder okay. bowl. It's a pre-Christmas bowl game, which mm-hmm. that in itself. Like if, if OU were to go six and six, I don't think that they would go to the first responder bowl. But I bring that up to say their latest projection had UNLV playing in that game. Um, this has been a bad year, but if OU had to play UNLV in a bowl game played at TCU Stadium, oh God! I don't. <laughs> I mean, you got to go play in it. You can't reject the bowl offer, but. Right, man, that'd be sobering having to play UNLV in a bowl game. Give cool. me the guaranteed rate bowl, please. Let's get there. Come on, just need one more win. Last, if one. we get one more, do we still? Is that the projection stay the same? Uh, hopefully, guaranteed yeah. rate. Yeah. Last one I have. Giselle moves on quickly. Your move, Tom Brady. She's got a new man. What's the deal with that? He's a jujitsu guy, I guess. I don't know. Strong play by her. I think he's just a rebound guy, Joaquin, no way, but, you dude. know. Come on, man. Listen to this. There is no way you – there's no way that you have a file for divorce and, like, have a rebound that quickly. Ooh, you think, uh, hmm, interesting. But that hmm. mean that's just how it goes. Okay. I mean, come on. You don't rebound that quickly with a jujitsu guy that you just happened to bump into. You kidding me? Come on, Giselle. Things wasn't been faithful. going on for a while. Teddy saying Giselle wasn't faithful. How sad. Yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Wrap up hour number two next. Stay with us. Opinions, you've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off twenty four seven three sixty five on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. At 405-651-3439. Hey Sooners, did you know you can use your IRA or 401k to support OU while seeking above average returns? Boyd Street Venture supports OU in Oklahoma by creating economic opportunities for students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Boyd Street Ventures invests in innovative startups by providing initial investments, strategic guidance, operational support, and help in raising additional capital to launch a company. Boyd Street Ventures can help you through the process of Sooners empowering Sooners and investing in OU innovation. For more info, go to BoydStreetVentures.com. If you or a loved one has suffered a debilitating illness or injury, Norman Regional's inpatient rehabilitation team is the one you can trust to help get your quality of life back where you need it. As an accredited center of excellence and top three physical rehab facility in the state, according to U.S. News & World Report, Norman Regional's dedication to patients isn't just a talking point, it has been proven. To learn more, visit normanregional.com and search inpatient rehabilitation. Experts say it takes 10,000 hours to master.